Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, testing, testing. Hey guys, come on, bring it in. Clap your hands now. You know, I'm thinking. You know, Kamasi, this is this is our, uh, the first day of recording the hangout with Gregory Porter. I think I've been thinking about changing the name on the first day to the <laughs> hang. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because when, when you said the hangout, the hangout normally is like where you're gonna have the hang. Yeah. So to me, yeah, that makes sense. The show should be called the hang because that's what we're doing. Yeah. This is the hang at the spot or the hang at the hangout. Right. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm with you. All right. I second that notion. Okay. <laughs> I second that emotion. Right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gregory Porter. Welcome to The Hang. Watch what happens when the people catch wind of the water hitting. It's beautifully simple. In each episode, I sit down and talk with a close friend of mine. We shoot the breeze about music, life, cars, food, wine, whatever. I've been in places where people are, oh, see, you too famous to come here now. I'm like, but I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what you mean? I'm here. This week, I'm hanging out with my man Kamasi Washington on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles, California. When I was younger, I definitely took some long solos. Long, too long. You know, I definitely took solos that like, even right now, if I heard it, I'd be like, come on, man. 20 choruses. Thank you so much for being with us, Kamasi Washington. This is The Hang. Yes, yes. The more... And the deeper I get into this thing and in, in my career, I'm realizing how much of, of the roots, I'm trying to dig up the roots of, of me. And it comes out in the music. And sometimes I don't even discover it until after uh, I've recorded it or even after somebody's listened to it. It's like, boy, you sound like your daddy right there. Or boy, your mama used to say that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting to me. So I'm interested in your, your, your roots. Where, where is the, the love for music and the, the feelings of expression? Where's it coming from? Yeah. I mean, I come from a, from a family of musicians. Um, my, my father's a saxophone player. Um, my mother played flute. My great grandfather actually was a saxophone player and a violinist. He played with, with Count Basie for a little while. You know, for me, it was, uh, yeah, so, you know, growing up, it was just all in the household. It was just, it was like reading or, mm-hmm. or playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Music was just so regular. Something it's a regular like, thing. Yeah, and, and like, you know, when you're a kid, you end up being friends with your parents as friends as kids. Yeah. And so my parents' friends were musicians. So yeah. I, my friends were like musician kids as well. Okay. So it was kind of like a thing where we would... You know, we would play regular too, but then we also would just we would just play music. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. So, That's funny. You you said that my mother was a preacher, and 
all of her friends were preachers, <laughs> some preachers' kids, is who we hung out, and we did the worst things, <laughs> like the normal kids. <laughs> The normal kids weren't doing crazy stuff. We were the ones, you know, throwing windows through, through, I mean, throwing rocks through windows and pulling up. Anyway. <laughs> this is kids pretty bad, too. <laughs> we were definitely yeah. breaking some windows, chasing some, you know. So um, I, was, I was thinking about the, you know, thinking of, the music that was played in the household was it all different types of music in my mind is in my mind is it's Donny Hathaway, Pharrell Sanders and 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 uh, Marvin but what what was it yeah it was a balance i mean my my dad was definitely pretty like hardcore jazz yeah. i mean that's what he i mean i remember like, he was trying to get me to listen to like ascensions and ohm when i was like Five, and I was like, right. I, I don't get it. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Um, but then my mom was, yeah, my mom was like a huge Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston, Donny Hathaway, yeah. like all of that, like the gospel. Yeah. Um, that was kind of coming more from my mom's side. Mm-hmm. But then my dad was very, you know, he was very, um, he was into gospel as well. Like, like yeah. when, when I was a kid, he had a gospel fusion band uh-huh. with uh, Ronald Bruner Sr., that's Thundercat, and Ronald Bruner Jr.'s dad. <laughs> And so uh, when I actually started playing saxophone, his first, first, even though like he never really played gospel around the house, like around the house, he was always playing jazz. Yep. Um, when I started playing saxophone, first thing he did was took me to my uncle's church. Mm-hmm. And so like, so then all that stuff that like all the Yolanda Adams and all that other yeah. records that my mom was playing for me was coming out. Yeah. From that. So it was kind of interesting for me. It was very organic. It wasn't deliberate. Right. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, you want to play saxophone? Oh, well, one. It's a gig, <laughs> too. You know, it, it's a, it's you know, because he he was teaching me how to play music from a very technical way. But when when he saw I really had a love for it, yeah, he was like, "Oh, I, you need to learn. You need to learn the the subconscious part of the music." Yeah, you know. So that's when he had me go play at church, and it was like it was different because it was it, you know it was weird because. From before that, I was always like very like studiously playing music. So mm-hmm. even when I was playing with my friends, it was like let's go play some duets or something, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like go play at church. And like they don't, they're not gonna tell you what key they they gonna <laughs> sing in. They're not gonna tell you what necessarily what song. They just start singing the song. Right. And I just started playing saxophone. I didn't even know I didn't even know my notes. And they're like, play Amazing Grace for them. I was like, I don't know what a G is. And they're like, you can play it. Go ahead, go ahead, go play ahead, it. Go ahead, boy. <laughs> go ahead, boy. And I don't know what I played, but they seemed to like it. <laughs> you know what that was. You wow, know, that's wow. good, baby. You sound good. I was that's like, it right there. That's it, baby. That's it. What you just said is that encouragement for me. At five, it was. Listen to these names: Mother Heyman, Mother Oma Peckham, <laughs> Sister Gridiron. You know, Mother wow. Mohassey. Don't they sound like these yeah. are these are these are church Powerful mothers? That's that said. Even though I didn't have it all together, I had half a song. Put that baby in front of me, let him sing. Go ahead, baby. This yeah. this is that thing that I feel like is still propelling me. You know, it's a it's an interesting thing. Uh, this uh, it's church experience, but it's also it's also just the the, the black experience. Of you know, get in front of the family, get in front of you know. 
Well, the music being yours. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, and, like, it's like when you're a kid and and someone says, go ahead. And I'm not, kind of not matter what if you sound good or bad. Yeah. That means, oh, this is for me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, to the the family is not not really like, a, you know, every Sunday, uh, every Sunday, every Wednesday night service going to church kind of a experience for you growing up. Um, but it was, it spirit, spirituality. Spiritual, definitely. My, my dad would, would do more like reading scriptures. Yeah. I mean, we went to church. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't like you gotta be on the usher board and all that other <laughs> stuff like that. You know, my mom too. My mom was, was was very. It was almost more like talking about spiritual things. Like yeah, praying together. Like yeah, reading the Bible together. More so than being like super duper attached to some kind of yeah um, institution. I understand. You know, yeah, so rich, it was the like, ritual. Yeah, it was. It was more like you know, if somebody was sick. You know, my mom might sit us down and make us, we would pray for yeah. two hours. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so yeah. it was, so for me, it was, it was, it was a thing where I, I grew up, uh, I guess it was a cool way because it was, it was, I got, I got the benefits of what it did to me internally. Yeah. But I didn't feel trapped in it. Yeah. You know, the, like the, by the time I was 13, if I didn't want to go, I didn't have to go. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, um, there's some things, uh, powerful things, um, that uh, coming up in in the church that can affect you positively and negatively. For for me, uh, my mother was even though she was a, a minister, she she would always she always kept her thing small. Yeah. She was like uh, storefront churches. Yeah, and in when I say the worst parts, not the worst parts of the worst parts of the hood, yeah. the worst parts of the of just she's like where's Skid Row. That's where I want to go. Yeah. And so, which is what Take Me to the Alley is about. The alley is a street in Bakersfield, but they call it the road. I just, it's more poetic for it to be the alley. And those are the first people I sang to. Drug addicted people, uh, prostitutes. We, you know, you don't call them bums anymore, but it's, you know, homeless people. Those are the first people that that did that thing. Yeah. Go ahead, baby. Let me, you know, go ahead, go ahead, sing. So, these in these small storefront churches, you know, places that maybe used to be a cafe or used to be a whatever, you know, not a purpose built church. Um, sometimes the the what you were missing in terms of like a, the uh, everything that you would want to have in a in a church band or uh, and and a, the full choir sound wasn't there. Yeah. And so, but the benefit of that for me was sometimes singing little small harmonies with my sister and my brother. Yeah. Or, or many times I was the choir. I did all the music yeah. for the entire service, for yeah. Sunday school, regular service, YPWW, and evening service, you know, yeah, all yeah. week. And so singing a lot on my own, sometimes with an instrumentalist, sometimes without, sometimes with an out-of-tune piano. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes my piano player, Chip Crawford, will throw me a chord and it doesn't rattle me. I mean, I've heard oh, know, yeah. a piano with, <laughs> you know, that had the water hose ran through it. <laughs> and it don't, yeah. you know, it don't, it, don't, it don't shake you up. Nah. You know, and you've seen, it, you know, if you've 
played at church, been to church, you've seen that those, you know, drums that have been taped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a sound now. You know, it's a particular sound. Well, it, it make you realize it ain't the car, it's the driver. <laughs> it's, there you go. Because that, and, and you know, with that old beat up piano with, with, with 17 keys that don't work, <laughs> somehow they can play any song in any key. I mean, I mean like, you probably knew what key you no, wanted to play. No, I didn't know what the hell so, I was doing. So a singer would come up <laughs> and they would say a song. And, and and you could tell like when you're like ain't really no point asking you what key you want to sing the song in you know <laughs> they you look know? at the child it's like I hope y'all know what to do or they not or generally it's just like step to the mic y'all come with we, we gonna do the blood yeah the blood or they you yeah. know it, it, you know and, and if and if they together oh yeah they'll stay in you well, know to me, it be was, flat it was more like they reaching out with their spirit so it was it would work out every time yep you know, and a lot of times we didn't know the song. Yeah, but but, I, but after a few years of doing that, I, I knew every song. Yeah, it like it was like, oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Know, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and then what it made for us is that like I think, and this is like true of pretty much everybody in my my group. Like we all kind of grew up doing that, so now like we can go up on the stage. I could play a song I don't know in front of in front of twenty thousand people and not feel no kind of no kind of weird way about it. Like, y'all know y'all you gonna we'll be alright. Oh, we'll finish. We figure yeah. it out. We'll she, figure your, it out. your ear and that that developed your ear. And somebody asked you where you where, where did you get that? Did you, what university did you get that from? And you can't tell them. It's just the, the immersion being being yeah. in it, being in it. You can learn it in other ways. Maybe I don't know. But 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 my way was. Um, you know, by the hand of of uh, you know, just just some of those mothers in, in, yeah. in the church. That's what it was for me. Now, on a, in a on a wider level, uh, for me, uh, as I travel around the world, and you travel like how many dates do you do a year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are you people say I was crazy, but I think it's probably around the same yeah, 200, yeah, 220, yeah. 225, 250 yeah, yeah. some years. Yeah, once you hit 200, you stop counting, right? So. It's like, okay, we're gonna make it, and uh, and somehow you do, you're energized. Not it's like, how do you recover? You're energized by, by the audience, yeah, and uh, it's like as you pour out to them, they pour into you, right? Right? I was, I was talking earlier, and I always kind of say, music is this. It's like a fire that both the audience and the performer warms their hands and their body and their heart too. It's not just this one thing that just emanates mm-hmm. from the artist. It's a whole lot that you're getting up there. Well, we all together. And that's another thing you learn at like, like, you know, I mean, even though it's different, like, you know, I was just in Brazil and, 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 and like they have a thing there at their regular concerts that felt like they did at church where everybody would just sing the song. Yeah. In the audience. Yeah. So like you like even our instrumental songs, they were just singing them. Yeah. Along with us. Ain't I was that like, dope? Wow, this is beautiful. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got these people like just singing the song <laughs> with you and you're like, oh, wow. So you yeah. then, then that. Yeah. Now we're all now we're all together. OK. And it's like you said, like we're all. Not only just warming ourselves to this fire, but tending the fire, you know, uh-huh. adding wood, adding yeah. a little of this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like keeping keeping the bricks in line, you know, doing that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, it's like the more people you have in line like that, the bigger the fire gets. Yeah. And you can yeah. look up and it's, you know. Yeah, I've I've had to get on the microphone and, and um, when something like that happened, 
happens or happened and just, you know, speak on it. I was like, I don't know what that was, but y'all felt it and I felt it too. So, you know. Yeah. And it ain't coming from me, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's coming through you. <laughs> right, right. Through all right, of us. Right. Right. Simultaneously. Yeah. But uh, spirituality, not even based in any denomination. As I was saying, as we travel all over the world, I have no desire to beat anybody over the head with with my Christianity and in, in particular my t- style of it that comes out of the, the black church or church of God in Christ or, or no red lipstick or whatever, whatever your dress is too short. I don't have no desire to do that. It, you know, the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out that I want to express is, is, is love. Yeah. And as I, I do that, the spirituality takes on a broader thing that is acceptable to uh, Muslim, Jews, Hindu, whatever, whatever the religion, whatever, quite frankly, whatever the the persuasion, you name it, and as long as you come in with this, with this positive spirit of of of, of uplift and and of remembering of 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 roots of of uh, mutual respect of, you know. That's a spiritual vibe anybody can get with. Is that something you think about in in your music? Is it something you yeah, you yeah. try to achieve through your your horn? I mean, I already know the answer, but just you, you yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, Malcolm X had a really interesting thing. He said, he said, you know, in the end, I'm trying to serve the God that created the universe, and so are you. So, it no matter what name I give him, because his name he beyond. He existed before our language did, you yeah. know. So in the end, it's, it, whatever our different ways of trying to connect to that source is, are just our different ways of doing it. Yeah, you know, it's almost like you know different ways of, eat, of, of eating food. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, oh, okay, like I look at it more like I come to a place, you know, whatever your version of that is, I can just get with it and learn from it. Yeah, you know, and and, and try to share with you yeah. as much of what. I have in me yeah, and then try to learn as much from you as what you have in you. And it's, it's, it's what makes the world. It's like, I don't think that just like no one can do everything. No one knows everything. Yeah. So we all are meant to, I think, learn from each other, benefit from each other's yeah. experiences and abilities yeah. in that same way. So it's like, to me, like, yes, I'm Christian. I, I grew up Christian, but, it doesn't mean that I can't learn from someone who studied a different religion because yeah. we all trying to connect to that same yeah. source. Yeah. We had different names, we had different routes to it. Yeah. We have different I say, yeah, things. I say the same thing. And so journey, it's like, yeah. they don't have to oppose one another. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing, that's the misconception that mm. um, our differences have to oppose one another. Mm. And so they can work with each other just mm. like a... Um, a miner and a blacksmith, they do different things, but they work together mm. with one another. Mm. You know, I go and get the mineral and then you create something with it. You know what I mean? Or 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 anything else. Like, you know, like we That's a great analogy though. Yeah. We Yeah, it's like learning from each other, we probably would get the real story. The real reality. Because it's it'd be too much for one society, one person, one 
you know. One group of people, One yeah. group of people. Like, I think everybody has a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. The problem is just when everyone wants to feel like they have the whole puzzle. The only route. And it's like, nah, it's not that. It's like, I think I have a piece, you have a piece. And let's try to put these things together mm. and then see what we think, mm. you know? Because it's like, that's what I've done and I've learned so much more. It's, it's made me so much... It made me. It's made me appreciate yeah. the aspects of my spirit even more. Yeah, you know. Have you have you you ever been to a place where you thought it's it's not going to work here? I don't think they'll feel what's happening. I don't think they'll get it. I don't think. Um, I'm only saying that because the first time, first time I went to this, is a couple of different experiences. This is uh. I'm in the Netherlands at a rock festival and I'm opening for Iggy pop and I'm not, they're not going to get me. They're not going to get me. <laughs> they're not going to get me. And the average age was like, it was like from 17 to 19, <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, they're not going to get me. The other place was, there were several other places. It was Bahrain and, uh, uh, somewhere else in in the Middle East. I just thought it just wasn't going to... I said, I could get them with certain things, but they're not going to get the full essence of what I'm trying to do in a live performance. And um, I was totally wrong, totally wrong, totally wrong, totally wrong. There's, there was uh, in, in, in Bahrain, this, you know, cats dressed in, in full, you know, Muslim gear, just totally enjoying themselves and I think this this festival in Holland was the first time that I really just got and had an entire group of teenagers in the palm of my hand with nothing that in a way nothing that they could relate to exactly I'm doing work songs things that have <laughs> there's a like a deep connection to it like a, yeah. like a like a older black experience and they were totally with it you know oh, yeah it's an interesting thing but so I, I give the question back to you. Have you ever been in a place where... You know, it's interesting. See, because for me, <clears throat> growing up in L.A., when we were kids, when I was a kid in Los Angeles, there was, there was a, it was a bit of... It was, it was... We had a sense of being kind of relocated to one area. You know what I mean? Like, growing up in the hood, it's like we had one little area where we would go play music, which was Lamar Park. And so once we graduated, we couldn't wait to just get out and go everywhere. And so... We started playing, and this is really young, so I probably did feel that way, but this is so long ago, you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about like when I was like 17, 18, 19 years yeah. old. We started just going and playing all different kind of places. We played crazy places that like, like you were saying, like it's just like, we, I mean, we used to play at this gothic club here. Yeah. And it was like, I'm, I'm talking about people in there with vampire teeth, <laughs> horns, <laughs> No shirt. They had a little room upstairs with a <laughs> with a thing that you could whip people with. Like right. so they were whipping each other and stuff. We was like, "Oh wow, yeah." And like, "Yeah, we gonna go up here <laughs> and play some avant garde jazz." <laughs> and so, I'm sure I had that thought of like, "Yeah, I don't know." But as soon as we started playing, I think there's something to that thing when you when you put yourself in the music like. As different as our experiences are, they're they're kind of the same. Mm -hmm. You know, life is complicated and simple. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like we want to love, we want to eat, we want to sleep. Yeah. Kind of. 
<laughs> for the most part, everything kind of fits somewhere in there, you know. And so we, um, yes, yeah, so I kind of grew up taking our music that we thought at one point was like, you only get to do this here, and we would just do it everywhere. Yeah. And in that, and doing that, I felt like by the time I was in my twenties, I kind of, I kind of had a, I felt like I had a mission a little bit of like. Like, we used to call it dispelling the myth. By the time I started really touring around the world, I, I always felt like... Where I am is where I belong. Yeah. That's like, the one thing that... Turned. I almost get excited. Like, ooh, I know y'all, I know y'all don't think y'all this is going... Y'all think you don't know. I prefer an audience that doesn't know me at all now. You know? Yeah, it's like a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, speaking of going all around the world, you, you are... Two people, Kamasi before Kamasi and the Kamasi after Kamasi, right? Understand? So your image, your profile, your physicality, your sound and your spirit, what it is now, is it much different than it was pre-Kamasi? Because you know you're everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't think it's changed me as a personality too much. Um, you as a man. Yeah, you me as a man. I think because I was working so much with so many kind of icons in music. So that it was like, like I'm playing a lot of places I played before, but with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, musically, I think it, I believe it must have changed because I'm so much deeper. Like you were saying, like, you know, you, you, when you're playing your own music, you're trying to tap into yourself. Mm-hmm. And, which is different than when you're playing for, so for me, like when I was playing for somebody else, you know, I took it really seriously. If I'm playing for you, I'm going to try to tap into you. Yeah. And so, you know, I used to love like playing gigs with like, like I hope like play like, like some gigs with like some Cubans and, and everybody come up and speak Spanish to me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or like I'll play with this Ethiopian band. They walk up and start speaking, you know, Amharic to me. Like, you know, like it seemed like whoever I was playing with, they just assume, (laughs) you know what I mean? That that is what I really do. Yeah. And I used to really love that. That's a compliment. That's a big compliment. You know, like, so like, you know, I remember like I used used to play keys with Shocking. And like, I remember her personal assistant came up and she was like, I know you play saxophone. And I was like, I was a little bit like, mm, but I was also like, yeah, that's cool. That means you really thought I was actually. So I used to really try to, whenever I was playing with someone, I would really dive deep into like, who are you musically? And what are you, what are you, what are we trying to, because like, I looked at it like, we're trying to realize your vision. Yeah. So I would just put everything in that. And so now in my life, I'm spending, I mean, I was like probably 75, 80% of my life. Now it's the reverse. Like, now 80, 90% of my life is internally yep. digging. Yeah. And so, you know, every once in a while, like, I go out and play with somebody else, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I haven't had to <laughs> try to figure out someone's puzzle <laughs> in a while. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm doing it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, that's right. Okay. You have a little conversation. What records you listen to? Then go listen to your records that you listen to <laughs> and listen to your records. And, you know what I mean? Like, that was like, I had a whole little process of, like, really – diving into like playing with someone yeah know? so it was like yeah i can imagine i mean it's hard for, it's you know it's hard it's hard to tell because it's happy it, it, when you're in it yeah but i can imagine i probably do i probably am differently different on that level I'm, yeah i'd imagine i am 
Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, Lamert Park. Interesting, interesting. I, I grew up thirty six in Normandy till I was eight, and then we moved to Bakersfield. Oh, okay, calmer pastures. <laughs> but um, I had an experience of being brought into that neighborhood and the world stage by poet uh, Kamal Daoud. Kamal Daoud. And uh, I went, I, you know, jam sessions are this thing, man, you know, that can be, it, it, we probably have different experiences uh, uh, with jam sessions because sometimes they can, for instrumentalists, for singers, it can be brutal <laughs> because people have preconceived notions about who and what you are and what you know and what, what you're trying to do. And I remember coming there this one time, this guy blasted me. He was a singer and saxophone player. I don't even know if this will go on on our recording, but but he was a singer and saxophone player, and and uh, I didn't apparently I was singing I was singing work song, and I didn't let enough people play after I sang. I thought everybody had you know that it was had played, and uh, I think I was the only singer in the house. And, and he he got on the microphone and announced for those singers who are out here, you know. This stage is not only for them. So in a way, he, he, I was like, it's, you know, you, I was, I was like, is this one of those times where I'm being taught something by an older musician? Is this one of those times or I'm just being sliced apart because people are enjoying what's going on? Is this, I, I didn't know what was happening, mm. but you can't let this, this one experience season and color. And the next time I came, it was just grace and dope. And, and beautiful and uh but I got the sense that it was just an amazing uh cultivation of of artistic things uh creations incubation yeah uh, uh, clearly you know that that was happening musically you know with, with you and your your partners oh yeah I mean we, we got yelled at, at the world stage all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was one thing that you said that you know well, I can say that, like, you know, the one thing I learned that from from that was, and it was something that, I, you know, that I was always aware of just being a second generation musician. You know, I feel like sometimes you go to jam sessions and this goes for horn players and singers. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I know people, but sometimes like when you're a working musician like, and, and I've been working in music since I was like 13, like, you, you went to the jam session to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the fortunate reality is that a lot of musicians don't get to play music as much as they want to. Right. And so the jam session kind of becomes like their, like their gig. Yeah. Like the one place, like their one place they get to make music. Right. And so when that happens, and, and I, I learned this as a kid because the same thing happened to me. It was like, you know, I, I took a solo on something, and I, you know, I, and I was younger. I definitely took some long solos, long, too long. You know, I definitely took solos that, like, even right now, if I heard it, I'd be like, "Come on, man, twenty choruses at a jam session." You know, and I got like cast come up, come up and said all kinds of things to me. Right, you know? right, right. But I realized pretty early on, and maybe someone pulled my coattail too. It was like, "Hey, man, you gotta realize," and I was like. Like, why is this dude tripping so hard? And yeah. So I, I think I feel like somebody pulled me up my coattails and saw it. And yeah, I realized, man, it's this dude's only like he like you you fifteen and you already gig a lot. Yeah. Like he 
he only play here. Yeah. And so he's, you know, whatever, he's grumpy, he's upset about that, you know. And so like, I, 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 I then learned a level of like, you know, just, just understanding, understanding of like, humility, of like, yeah. humility of like, you know, part of happiness is finding like, you know, w- what do you want and um, appreciating what you have. And so it made me kind of go like, okay, I know what I want musically and, and I and I also appreciate what I have. And so like, it was hard for anyone from then on to like really shake that out of me, you know what I mean? And so we would, you know, um, yeah, like we would go to jam session and we would, we would get up there and, and like all of a sudden the, the the volume went up 10 points and the song was going to be significantly longer than it was going to, you know, supposed to be. And, and, you know, <laughs> it was one of those things I, I, I look at it like I was just a kid. It's like, it was like funny. I see it happen sometimes now. I see people getting mad at kids for doing stuff like that. I'm like, oh man, you know, it's supposed to be fun. I, I, my the- perspective on it was always like, we having fun here. Right, 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 right. Hey guys, you're listening to The Hang. Hit subscribe or follow on your podcast thingamajig of choice to get every episode of The Hang fresh off the presses. But you know, this is the thing I feel about music is that it, um, it puts us in situations where it, 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 these are things that help us grow and 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 grow up and and uh, to be, you know, men and women of the world. Yeah. Um, I feel like music has put me in some situations. Um, my mother used to talk about it. And we we used to call her crazy. Was, you know, it's just like she's like, "Baby, you'll do this. You'll do this. You know, your talent will 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 put you at the table of royalty." We were like, "Mom, you're talking that." biblical mess again we would tell her this and then bam i'm 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 singing for queen elizabeth wow you know or or you you name the royalties around the world or or and 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 music taking you there making you a a a better person you know uh, a wider open person uh a more seasoned person um also, there's this transfer of energy that also happens. You're bringing Lamert Park, all of your magnificent blackness, to places around the world. It's really, it's really something. It's really, it's really something. And you feel like an ambassador. I mean, Louis Armstrong talked about this. Yeah. But you feel like it in 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 some ways. Oh yeah. I mean, um, it, it, it it would amaze me. You know, he was saying like, you know. In Norway, and like, I'm just, I remember the first time being in Norway, and I'm thinking, like, anybody out here, way out here actually know who I am or know mm-hmm. what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And they would. And you go, like, wow, man, music is powerful. Cause I can remember where I never went north of Wilshire. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being, you know, a, a fully capable, you know, semi adult. And I was like, I have, you know, I'm first time going north of Wilshire <laughs> and here it is you know uh, just a few ten, miles yeah 10 years later and it's like thousands of miles On away the other side of the world yeah people are considering your yeah, every move are, of and, and step of your life and, well, people, and, and and feel a connection and I'm like man like yeah. like this and music came from a place that was very different from there here yeah 
but you feel like it was you know you meet somebody and like man that, that song spoke to my heart like yeah you know I felt like it was for me and I'm like wow and I love the fact at how how black white and brown and and the age differences that are at that are at at the gigs I've seen it at your gigs you know a lot of your audiences are you know the gamut of, in terms of age and, and yeah. race and that's dope man that's dope well it lets you know that too like, like a lot of these barriers that we put up for one another which make us feel separated and far away from each other racial and musical yeah, yeah mus- I mean like just the idea of like a border you know like we talk about these borders and it's like we put up these barriers amongst one another but music and I I, I always say that like, I start think music is comes from a separate from a different place like music is like the ultimate version of sound and sound is the one sense you can't turn off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's there to me sometimes to keep us connected. And that's why you're saying it's like some person that had a life that had pretty much nothing to do with the life you probably had growing up. And these the music that we make definitely comes from the experiences we had growing up. But then you think like, but somehow these experiences I had growing up that you probably really had no connection to you're connected to this music that is connected to the deepest and purest parts of my soul. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you can connect to this the same way my auntie that live right around the corner can. And we don't speak the same language. We don't, we didn't have the same upbringing. We don't have the same beliefs. We didn't eat the same foods. We didn't watch the same shows. Right. We didn't even listen to the same music. Right. And you are connecting to this, and it amazes me every time it happens. I'm like, yeah. Ah. So that was the other thing I was going to talk about about the, um, you know, these these barriers and these these artificial musical barriers. I'm sure you answered the question a lot because you know you are one of the people uh, in jazz that that blurs the line of of genre, and. You, you 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 set firmly in in tradition, but also you have an understanding that you know a lot of this music is connected, and it's there and they're cousins that grew up in the same house, yeah. essentially, and yeah. so and and they're interrelated and um and they can communicate, and it's I think uh, this you know it's a it's it may be convenient for for stacking records in your music collection or at the record store but the separation of these musics really don't make much sense hip hop yeah. and and well you know for me it happened like you know coming out of high school you know my first tour was with Snoop and so I never forget like we go to the first rehearsal and uh you know look around and it's like not a cat's on bass you know, Isaac Smith's on trombone, Ryan's on trombone, myself, Terrace Martin, Sput, drummer from Snarky Puppies playing in the band, RC. And we just started jamming. And we were playing Footprints, which then transitioned into like uh, Little Sunflower and then Giant Steps. And like that is what we was playing. Right. Snoop's band. <laughs> we went jamming on like. Atomic Dog. Right, 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 right. So it's like, okay, so we all jazz musicians in here. But then when we got time to play Snoop's music, 
uh, and I was this is I was new to I mean I listened to hip hop my whole life. Mm-hmm. But I, it was like this was really probably my first time. That was probably my first time really playing hip hop. Yeah, I never played it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you just that I, you know I I never played whatever. That was the first time I ever really played yeah. played hip hop. All of a sudden they all could shift to this other gear, right? And so I noticed that what they were doing was similar to what's like someone like Billy Higgins would talk about as far as the groove. They would call it the groove. He talked about swinging. And it, it was just the terminology was different. Mm-hmm. But it was the same thing. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, Snoop had a bunch of jazz musicians because he wanted musicians that were free. Yeah. And like, he wanted a certain level of, of uh, understanding yeah. to be in there. Yeah. You know, so for me it was like, all of a sudden, you know, so they, we just played some stuff that I was used to. Now we're playing something that I've heard a lot. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was thinking like, okay, I, I can play that for sure. So they tell me, you know, sing a line. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I know, I know what you, you know what I mean? Like I got ears. Yeah. And I hadn't really fully dove into their approach to music. You know, so I had to learn that. So like, they tell me to play a line, I play it back, and they be like, mm, "That's not exactly it." And they say it again. I'm like, "I'm definitely playing the same notes that you just sung to me." Right. <laughs> but I wasn't playing it in the way that they wanted me to play it. Yeah. And so, it actually took me a little minute to figure out what was happening. And I was like, "Oh, okay. So you really want me to play it exactly like that?" And mm. you're seeing that. And so now, oh, and I'm I'm listening to the music. And I'm like, oh, that's why he wanted me to put that little, that little swell on it, mm-hmm. and then cut it off at that, that really specific point. Mm-hmm. And it was like when we all started to really hear music that way. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they really are in tune to like the groove, and like even in the horn parts, it has to happen in this really particular way. And then I started hearing that in jazz. I'm listening to, to like Lee Morgan and Wayne Shorter play together. I'm like, oh, they doing that too. Mm-hmm. I was what I just wasn't necessarily completely hip. Yeah, to it. I was tripping off all the scales and the chords that they yeah. were playing. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't fully hear the phrasing. Yeah, you know. And so I was like, oh, so these hip like in hip hop, all that they just really really diving deep into the phrasing. That's what the musicality. Yeah. That's what makes. That's the difference between the good and the bad. Yeah. It's not what scale you played or, or what how many notes was in your chords you played. It yeah. was the phrasing and the yeah. feel. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh. <laughs> I think when when like the story is told about hip hop, it hadn't been told yet. Like with the story of jazz, it's it, you know, it's 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 afterwards that there'll be a, a fuller appreciation. It's commercially appreciated now, but I'm talking about like thoughtfully appreciated um just the phrasing phrasing in some of these cats is just you know the rhythm is unbelievable unbelievable listen to biggie <laughs> and it's like it's impossible what he's doing. it's unbelievable it's like yeah. okay there's there's a reason why that resonates to to ears across the world because there's there's musical genius there 
aside from the lyrical content as well. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's notes. Oh, and yeah. And they carry notes, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. And the inner workings of how all those things connect to one another. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, and it's very related to jazz and, and, and the way they repurpose music. Mm-hmm. And, and like that spirit of like, I can take this and that, put it together, alchemy. Yeah. A spirit of alchemy that jazz has, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you say, okay, I'm going to take this, these rhythms from this and that rhythm from that. I'm going to take this scale from India yeah. and I'm bring it over these chords <laughs> and, and I'm going to put them all together and now look at that. And yeah. you're like, oh wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know? And like they do yeah. that in hip hop as well. Like yeah. the alchemy along with like some very like supreme levels of phrasing and understandings of the subtleties of music. Like, mm-hmm. The real, like, the things that we kind of, sometimes as musicians, or sometimes in music on a low level, people kind of, like, overlook that. Yeah. But, I mean, but then when you when you really get in it and you start listening to the music that you really, really love, you go, like, oh, all the records that I love yeah. are on that tip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're getting close to, to the end of our conversation. I just want to thank you uh, for being here. I just, just some, some thoughts, just... First of all, I've been wanting the the, the name of the show is called The Hang. And I've been wanting to hang for a long time because your music is interesting. But as a person, uh, it's it's uh, it's just a deeper thing. I just wanted to have this conversation. I want to have this conversation even without microphones. It's cool. The microphones are there. But yeah, 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 really, really, really dope. and, and, And I love what you're doing. And, you know, one thing I was just. Just because of your uh, success and because of your um, individuality and your style, uh, what do you do? This is just a quirky personal question. What do you do to fend off the slings and arrows that may come, that can come? When success comes, I could I could say this just like the the negative or, or jealousy. That's maybe I mean that, or or maybe I just mean just conversations that have some criticism based on what it is that you're doing. How how do you handle that? Stay the course of 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 you, or or what do you do? I mean, I've always, you know, just like we were talking earlier about the um, the jam session incident. Um, you know, I've always, and this is something I've kind of always had, and I'm, I'm thankful for having it. Um, I think as a musician, to be a professional musician, you have to have thick skin, or you should, to enjoy a life as a professional musician. You have to have what? Thick skin. Yes. You have to have a, 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 a degree of thick skin, because music, as joyful and beautiful and, and giving as it is, it also can be very heartbreaking. Yeah. And so for me, I mean, how I've been able to deal with the heartbreaks of success is through an attempt and understanding. And that's one thing, like, I'm, I've always been a bit of a, almost an overthinker ever since I was even a kid, that whenever something would happen, I would try to understand why it happened. And so, like, you know, as you get, you know, it's very, it's, and people always say it, and it sounds cliche, but, I mean, you, you, you just can't really imagine how people sometimes will react to you doing well. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and you know, it's always happened. You know, you're going to have people that you didn't expect 
to react a certain way, react right. a certain way. And, and so for me, you know, when it, when it first happened, like I can imagine for anyone, like, it, you know, you, you just go like, wow, <laughs> did you just say that? To me? I never thought somebody would lie on me or, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> or you just, you just, you know, and then you start, you start hearing rumors and then like you see a person like, and like, they don't know that, 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 you know, like yeah. things that they said. And like, yeah. I've always tried to be a, a kind of person to go like, well, let me try to like understand where you your perspective is. Yeah, yeah. And so, with that, because I, you know, I, I I definitely you know I'm not like I didn't get my opportunities young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To, to as far as my own music, I had opportunities playing with other people very young, but mm-hmm. my own opportunities to really share my own music happened pretty later on in life. And so, even though I'm, I've never been like a I don't know, for lack of better terms, a hater. Yeah. Like that, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of I can understand envy. You know, and I can understand like someone feeling like I understand that it's not actually directed at you. Yeah. Like someone's envious of what you have or what you're doing and they may react in a way that's negative. It's not really negative towards you. Yeah. It's actually negative towards myself. Yeah. And so with that, I can have empathy. I can go like, well, even though what you're saying is kind of dark towards me, mm-hmm. I understand that it's not actually dark towards me. That darkness is coming, is directed really at yourself, and it's coming from yourself. And it's like, I actually feel bad. Like, oh man, that's I, I, you know, I've had people that are just like, oh man, I, I can feel that energy coming at me, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm kind of more like more so than upset about you being funny side with me. I'm yeah. more, I feel more kind of like, I don't say sadness, but like empathy for the fact that you are not happy with where you are. And it's like, and some of them are like, man, you're, you're, you're a great musician. And I, I, I feel bad that you, that you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's like, I can go like, I can, I can like, I can let all that just kind of roll off my back because, like, I understand I got blessings. And it's like, yeah, I got all these blessings. I can't expect everyone to be happy. I can't also expect yeah, yeah. for everyone to be happy right. for me to, that I have all, all these blessings. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, yeah. if you're not really happy with it, I mean, as long as you, it's, I have lines, like, yeah. you call a certain line and you get another kind of version of Kamasi <laughs> <laughs> that might pop out on you. But, um,. <laughs> Lamar but Park, Lamar yeah, Park version. yeah, the more, the more like the, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> different. Not even Lamar version. That version's not that bad. Uh, it's a whole nother version. But um, I can also, I can just be on that, be on those certain lines. I can go like, man, I usually respond to by giving them encouragement. Like, hey, man, like, not even like, hey, man, you could do better. Not like yeah. that. Just more like, hey, man. How you been? Yeah, it's you know, good. I heard that thing that you did. Yeah, and it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just like, or giving it in the music, encouragement in the music. Yeah. Man. So I'm just so I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm trying to find uh, just as many ways as I can to to express love in my own writing, and uh, and even something that I choose to sing from somebody else. You know, it's almost untouchable in a way you know what i yeah. mean if i get success by by writing a song from one of my mama's sermons 
it's, it's untouchable in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Liquid spirit, if or no love dying, or these 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 things are. It's it's uh, I don't want to I don't want to say, armor. I think it is in a way. I think I think, also I want to write and say things that are part of me, what I believe. Yeah. Uh, that way, there's no misunderstanding of who I am. Somebody said something the other day. They said I came into a place and I wouldn't take a picture with him and I had my nose turned up and I demanded a certain seat and I, none of which was true. And I, and I, when I heard all of these things and it was coming from a serious person from a serious radio station, I could only just laugh. I just laughed. It caused me so much. I got the biggest laugh and I wasn't even <laughs> upset because yeah. it was like, so not me. I was like, oh, well, what can you do? And I still laugh. I'm not hurt at all. I was just curious about that. I just wanted to ask because, oh, you, yeah. know, no, you know, when you, when you are, when you, when you get to a certain place, you know, that's the guy to be like or not to like. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. 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 I've, I've been in places where people are, oh, see, you too famous to come here now. I'm like, and I laugh too. I'm like, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what you mean? I'm here. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us, Kamasi Washington. This is The Hang. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. So there it is. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang. Don't forget, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or the podcast thingamajig of your choice. Click that subscribe button. Go on. That's it. <laughs> Never miss out on an invitation to hang. Clap your hands now. I'm Greg Reporter, and this has been The Hang, a cup and nuzzle production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.